Welcome back to the show of your dreams. Hello and welcome back to the show of your dreams, the Island Shuffle. The Island Shuffle, brought to directly to your dreams. <laughs> How you sleeping tonight, everybody? Hope you're hope you're sleeping well, uh-huh. and hope your dreams aren't too intrusive or troubling. I'm your host, James, and I'm your other host, Bean, and together. We're here in your dreams to talk about uh, the the show Lost. And might I say, I just, I need to say, I know it's not what we came here for, but honestly, you have a sick mind. <laughs> I've seen some of your other dreams. I don't like the positions, the situations that you're putting all those characters in. Can I say... Death and drugs and rock and roll. This is interesting to me because I see the same dreams. And I love to see it. <laughs> to me, I say, well, this is cool. This is fun. This is deeply challenging material. <laughs> and it makes your me think. Grand Theft Auto dreams. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of my favorite video game. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Mario Kart. The game bold enough to ask, what if you had a gun and a car? <laughs> <laughs> what then? Uh, asks Grand funny. Theft Auto. <laughs> bold enough to ask, who made it? Uh, Rockstar. But who, did you... Uh, did I make it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name did you just say? Uh, Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> oh my god, I thought you said like Grand Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you know the human being responsible for this franchise? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> famous uh, showrunner, <laughs> Grand Madonna. <laughs> Grand Madonna. Oh, welcome to the show where we talk about Lost Just and nothing else. Lost and nothing else. We talk about it exclusively, and we definitely never talk about the oeuvre of Rockstar, and uh-huh. of course, and of course, their famous CEO who loves to overwork people, Grant Madonna. Grant Madonna. I can't quite land on that Working last 90 name. Hour weeks. Madonna. Mantano. Madonna. I would say like Madonna. Mike Madonna. Like Mike Madonna. Legendary '90s uh, hockey player. Ah, of hockey. He was in um, uh, a Mighty Ducks movie briefly. Oh. I believe Mighty Ducks 2. They go to the Pee Wee Olympics. Was he a Mighty Duck or was he an opponent? He was a... I guess it was all teams. He so was a player for the Dallas Stars, actually. Uh, and okay. he just... The kids were really impressed that he knew Gordon Bombay. Mm. I know these movies very well. Actually, I don't know number three, though. I would love to watch all of them. I think I watched the first one, like... A while ago, like recently enough to be like, oh yeah, remember how he has a DUI? Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, watched the first one like two or three years ago. It was the thing that uh, surprised me was how like all the intense scenes in the stadium and stuff. There's like there was no one in the crowds essentially. It which is realistic and yeah. cool, but it is just like six moms in the crowds that's and a little brother that's great because then the stakes are personal yeah the stakes exactly. are not a uh, fate of the world it's for the kids exclusively and i remember <laughs> i think when i was a kid i was not irked by child actors sure <laughs> but then watching it it's like i didn't like the movie as much as an adult i gotta be honest understandable yeah but, but I liked whenever they quack at Mr. Ducksworth. Before we move on to Lost, the only topic <laughs> of the show, I just want to ask you who your favorite child actor was, if you had one. My favorite child actor. Of these movies, I should say. Of, of the Mighty Ducks franchise. Of the Mighty Ducks movies. Um, Goldberg. Great. Goldberg the goalie, who actually I found out a while ago has had... Um, we were talking earlier about Haley Joel 
Osmond off screen yes. and how he was not destroyed by child acting. Uh, Goldberg was unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Were all of the ducks destroyed by child acting? I don't know. I'd At least the my favorite oh one was. No. <laughs> yeah, so they may as well all have been. <laughs> yeah, spoil <laughs> rotten apple spoils a bunch, yeah. you know. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goldberg took them down with him. Uh, no, it's there's this awful TMZ article about him like getting arrested on a like drug mm. arrest, and there's a photo of him, and he's like skinny and sad, and Jeez. clearly has not had a good life that's troubling yeah oh well and that's goldberg i'm watching and it's like i love this guy in the mighty ducks movies it sucks yeah it's tough what what i've got great news at least Haley joel osmond made it out okay that's true he's doing okay he's doing all right and uh you know our friend walt uh Walt, yes, yes, yes. Walt, um, from the show Lost. Yes, Malcolm I David. I Kelly. don't know what his life's like, but I don't know that he is ruined. That's true. He might not be ruined, but uh, he's also the only, you know, major child actor of the show. And there's no way of knowing <laughs> how he's doing. <laughs> no. Well, we didn't Google it or anything. That's true. We're not experts on the subject. I do know though. Um, Vincent the dog is dead. Vincent the dog did. I want to say Vincent the dog might have died mid-production. Oh, really? Did they have to replace him? I might be getting that wrong. I'm was not going to Was his name really that. Vincent? They never really bill him in the credits. I don't think his name was Vincent. I do think he does. <laughs> I would be stunned if he didn't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> the nameless dog. <laughs> we decided not to name this one. Uh, yeah. We're just going to figure it out. Well, Lost literally did that with one of its central characters. That's why they did so. it, because they didn't name the dog, and they were like, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if we did that for a character? Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so the show Lost, we watched season three, episode 10. Yes. Which uh, is called Trisha Tanaka is Dead. Uh, this episode immediately precedes an episode we watched a couple weeks ago. Uh, Enter 77. That one's season three, episode 11. Yeah. This is episode 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episodes are effectively unrelated. Yeah. Although entirely. there is although there is a small thread. But there, like, yeah, we probably get two minutes of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, this is a Hurley episode. Uh-huh. It's all about Hurley. Where do you want to start? On the island or away from the island? Um, let's start off the island. All right. It's fun. I like Hurley's uh, crazy lotto backstory. He So Hurley's backstory is that he won the lottery, but the lottery is a curse. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Because he won it using the bad numbers. Yes. He won it using the famous bad numbers of four. Where did he get the numbers from? Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, numbers, you and I. Ha- you can't say them also because I don't want to get cursed. No, of course. As soon as you say them, you're cursed, which is why this show. Also failed because it said so many <laughs> numbers. It said all the time. it so many times, yeah. And it said, "All right, season six, go by." <laughs> <laughs> Guess we fucking suck now. Uh. Um. So the we d- you and I haven't seen how he gets to them. Uh-huh. Uh But he hears them from a friend in a uh, in that uh, the Santa Rosa like health clinic, the mental health clinic oh. that he keeps going to. Okay, uh, I didn't realize that he goes to. Uh, a mental health clinic before I don't think all we of this stuff goes down. We haven't seen that at all. Yeah. We've only seen him in the mental health clinic after the yeah. post-island, right? I thought his life before that was just hanging out with his buddy in the chicken joint. <laughs> Hurley's led a complex and rich life, as yeah. this episode clearly describes. Um, so this is... Uh, so the first scene we get of the show, uh-huh. the whole episode, is a young little baby Hurley. 
Oh, yeah. He's a little guy. He's working this on... This is way before he won the lottery. Way before he won the lottery. He's a little guy. He's a little kid. And he was uh, working on a car. And uh, his dad comes up and says, wow, great job. How are you doing? And they try to start the car. And uh, Hurley can't start the car. And he's like, it won't go. This sucks. We need a new carburetor, Dad. And uh, and uh, and his dad's like, well, listen, don't be so down. You got to have hope. You got to have a positive attitude. And good things will happen. Anyways, I'm going to Vegas for uh, 13 years. See ya. 17. 17 years. Uh, but he gives them a chocolate bar. Yes. And we are made to assume that that is why Hurley gets obese. Because his father abandoned him on yeah. a motorcycle and then gave him a chocolate gave bar. Gave him a chocolate bar. And dad just rides away on a motorcycle. Yeah. There's no context. To Vegas. There's no context given for this at all. No. There's no like, um, like, there's no like, oh, me and your mom split up. Or, like, we get, like, one shot of Hurley's mom, like, looking out the window sad. Uh Like, there's no, like, I have to do a job or anything. It's literally, I have to go to Vegas. I gotta go to Vegas. I got this. I got 20 bucks in my pocket. (laughs) It's burning a hole in my pocket. I'm just wondering what it's like. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard so much about Caesar's Palace. I must see it for myself. (laughs) You know, son, we we can't smoke indoors in L.A. anymore, so (laughs) I'm going to Vegas. Uh, You can still smoke indoors in Vegas. That's bizarre. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's I mean, keep <laughs> it all in. I I think you should only be able to smoke indoors. That's an interesting take. That's like we can isolate that air, so then no more secondhand smoke if it's all inside. <laughs> I think that's an interesting idea. Uh huh. And uh, I think Nevada's one step ahead of the game. Yeah, <laughs> they got it in both inside <laughs> and outside. They got it's them all insane. over the place. But here we're keeping it all outside, and it's like I go outside every freaking day. I go outside all the time. And you know who else goes outside? Children. But children don't enter my home. Exactly. So <laughs> smoke in my home. Yeah. My home is the new smoking. Everybody, everybody in Montreal has to come to your it's house if they want to smoke. dedicated smoking location. That would be a nightmare. It would not oh be good. You've, underst- you've, un- you've unearthed <laughs> why this hasn't been legislated. Like, it makes perfect sense, actually. <laughs> I understand completely. What we should do is bring back smoking sections in restaurants. Yeah, like, totally. And have it partitioned by nothing <laughs> but it, and it would just it'd be where they put um people like us just all the smoking hot patrons of the restaurant mm. the smoking sections and Damn. there's a man who wears the mask from jim Carrey's the mask oh boy and he delivers the line every time he sees someone he goes smoking he's the j- he's the arbiter of who goes in what section <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just looks at you and he says smoking and he will actually like take people out of groups that they're in <laughs> to put them in this section disrupting nights <laughs> yeah oh, but here's the catch the restaurant is an arby's i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that adds or detracts <laughs> from the situation <laughs> it already sounds so bad <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all the most attractive Arby's patients. Patients, patrons are um, patients of Arby's. <laughs> yes, Doctor Arby. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Um. All so right. Dad leaves. So Dad leaves. Uh, as with all characters on the show, Hurley too does not have a good dad. <laughs> yeah. Who does? <laughs> I I I've got I've got an alright dad, I think. Yeah, I have a good dad. But I'm also not on the show Lost. But what uh what character has a good dad? Does anyone? I, I don't think I literally anyone does think that. nobody has a good dad. That's crazy. It's like 
Hurley might have the best dad. Well, no, Kate has a good dad, but she has an awful stepdad. Awful stepdad, but good army dad, except that the army dad predicted murder with and didn't do anything about it. Well, he doesn't have murder in his heart. No. Is all. No, that's exactly And the only it. way you can stop a murderer is with another murder. That's true, and he just didn't have it. <laughs> if only his heart had been manufactured differently. <laughs> well then what's he going doing manufacturing this murderous heart i don't know or was it the maybe i guess the mother probably had some a little murder in her heart i guess so. <laughs> and then, you well they say murder is a recessive gene as well it's like mm-hmm. baldness yeah some so kids are born bald yeah and it skips a generation sometimes, exactly so yeah probably it might have been uh, dad's dad's dad yeah yeah Kate's grandfather was murdering up a spree. Oh, my God. He murdered for years. He murdered. He would just, uh, he was a butcher, actually. So he so he did a lot of murdering of animals? A human butcher. Oh, oh <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> it was a big business back then. <laughs> Different the depression. times. Yeah. Different times, the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> this isn't a Kate episode. What are we talking about? <laughs> so Hurley's dad has left. We've gotten through one scene in the <laughs> show so far. <laughs> a single scene. <laughs> Where all that happens is Hurley's dad leaves. Hurley's dad and then leaves. the next thing we know mm-hmm. it, Hurley is standing outside of a goddamn chicken restaurant mm-hmm. being interviewed by Trisha Tanaka the of tit- all people. The titular Trisha Tanaka? Uh-huh. The one who is dead? The one who, she's alive there. Here she stands alive and well. This episode must be playing tricks on me. No, Trisha Tanaka and a cameraman. Mm-hmm. Um, the camera. So Trisha Tanaka is a yes. news reporter. Yes. They're standing in front of a chicken restaurant mm-hmm. with Hurley and Hurley's old boss. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, oh, today we have a very interesting story about this man who won the lottery. And uh, what did you do? Oh, you bought a chicken restaurant. And it's the chicken restaurant you used to work at? Well, isn't that what you must be? It must be every working stiff's dream. And Hurley's like, oh, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> then she goes, uh, your Hurley, luck sure has turned around. And he goes, actually, I have really bad luck. My best friend left me. My grandfather died. Uh, my mom's house burnt down. And then Trisha Tanaka's like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> shut your face. She makes the camera stop and she says, Hurley, you're stupid. Hurley, <laughs> you're doing a bad job at this very easy interview. Yeah, I'm this Trisha goddamn Tanaka and I will not have my s- name sullied by the likes of you, Hugo Reyes. And Hugo says, okay. Uh, and Trisha Tanaka says, alright, we're going inside to film some B-roll. And Hurley, ever the paranoid one, is like running through it in his head. Mm-hmm. The friars are safe. Nothing. There's nothing on. Nothing can. N- their wall is not going to cave in. Nothing's going to happen. But he doesn't want to let them in. Doesn't want to let them in. But Trisha. But they insist. They just go. They in. just go in to film some stuff, and uh, suddenly they hear something from the sky. From the sky. And what comes from the sky? A literal meteor crashes into the restaurant. Not a bit, not a joke. That's how the scene goes. <laughs> a meteor comes happens. from the sky and blows the restaurant up while Trisha Tanaka and her cameraman are looking around and going, well, we can film this countertop. And, you know, so much uh, is made of Trisha Tanaka's death. Not really. <laughs> and <laughs> a little bit, a at little least. A little bit. A minor amount. The cameraman's death is not even... 
mentioned once. Uh, Hurley does mention it in the next scene. The next does scene, he? the next scene is Hurley coming home covered in meteor dust, I guess, uh-huh. and <laughs> and be and being like, well, now here's how I know the curse is real because this they got struck by a meteor. How could that happen? And Trisha Tanaka is dead, and her cameraman too. Okay. And, oh yeah. my gosh, mom, I'm so I got to go to Australia to track down the source of these numbers. Because uh, they're the ones that cursed me. And then the mom is like, oh, Hugo, speaking of tracking down. Whoa. Look over here. And who could it be but Hurley's dad? Daddy-o, Braddy-o. Hurley's dad, Brad. I want to mention that Hurley's dad is played by Cheech Marin, <laughs> which is excellent casting. Uh-huh. Um, a lot older than he was in the Cheech and Chong movies. No, I think that was, yeah, I think that's just him getting old. Let's weed, too. Um, So, the the other thing I want to mention about Hurley that we've never really mentioned before is that Hurley has, like, Hispanic parents. Or, like, Spanish parents, I guess. Yeah. Uh, What... And so I tried, like, and I realized, like, oh, I never really thought of Hurley as, like, a person of color on the show, right? Yeah. Kind of, like... But, like, I tried looking it up, and I don't think the show ever specifies his exact ethnicity. Yeah, I think you're maybe made to assume that his parents are Mexican or something. Yeah. And his name is Hugo Reyes. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think it ever... It's just Not with the old Saeed Iraqi (laughs) thing like they tend to. It's just, like, one of many approaches that the show takes... To not being white, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just to the point that we've never even mentioned that Hurley is, you know, Hispanic until now, I guess. Yeah. Because he, cause he, cause he's not really, like, except for when his parents show up, he's not really coded as such. Yeah. He's just a Los Angelesite. I guess so, yeah. And Los Angeles is a cultural melting pot. It is a goddamn melting pot. You want to talk about Walt Whitman. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> you can't say the word melting pot without... Begging to talk about Walt That's Whitman. That's true. Have you ever read uh, No Leaves of Grass or his? Uh, he was all about the melting pot. Oh, he loved. He saw America as the cultural melting pot. Oh, is that him? Yeah, That's and him. he was like seen as the bard for America, and oh. then like, you know, not too long later, everyone's like, "Oh, fuck immigrants!" <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Good. Cool. Interesting. Way to turn that one around. Great job, America. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're mean again. <laughs> you're mean again. You, <laughs> you had one sort of nice poet man. <laughs> well, <laughs> the one good, it. the one good American. <laughs> one sort of nice poet man. And I don't even know much about Walt Whitman. Maybe that was all a front. It could have been <laughs> <laughs> to appease no. international interests. <laughs> Nobody can know of my <laughs> secret hatred. Uh, I guess I'll write all these nice poems that everyone likes. That'll yeah. show them. <laughs> I guess I think part of the thing with Walt Whitman, though, too, and like the melting pot thing, is that I think there is an element of like bringing in from all over to, I guess, but sort of distilling it into something particular. So I guess I think people can interpret that from like a sense of like, you must assimilate entirely too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't melt many things in pots. I gotta be honest. That's valid. You should. <laughs> the, when was yeah? I'm trying to think of the last dish that I made that involved <laughs> completely melting something. <laughs> what is, is, and any melting we do though in this day and age, 
Um, oftentimes it would be butter in the microwave. Butter in the microwave. I'll, I'll melt some butter right on the pan sometimes. Yeah. But what I put upon that pan next, <laughs> if that melts, then I've really gone. Yeah. I've gone awry. Oh my god! I have melted my eggs. I've melted. <laughs> I've melted my whole pork. You chop. actually want to harden up your eggs? Yes. They begin as a melted. <laughs> they be- they come pre-melted. <laughs> they come pre-melted. Uh. <laughs> Well. So then what happens? What? Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. I want to start with, I just want to emphasize oh that yeah, the dad. meteor thing gets so glossed over oh as soon yeah, as they Judah's just, dad comes just a up. meteor. Yeah. Like, it, at first it's like another thing of bad luck. Oh, my gosh. And then as soon as Hurley's dad shows up, it's fine. Yeah. It's not fine, but it's just never mentioned again. Nobody, everybody's no always like, like the media. What? Everybody's, everybody's like, oh, Hugo, you're just, you're clearly losing it because of the money and the stress. Instead, and Hurley could at any point be like, a literal meteor <laughs> came from the sky. Yeah. Like, and be, but no, it just never comes up again. And I mean, people are so upset about Trisha Tanaka. No one's talking about the loss of all that chicken yes. that could have been devoured. Oh my god! I mean, they were set to open the next day, so there were I'm stocks and stocks of delicious chicken. I'm thinking about the damage to the Mr. Cluck's franchise at this point. <laughs> yeah, of as a whole. Of which Hurley is a stakeholder. Totally. Presumably. Yeah, I wonder if that would hurt their revenues or if it would um, sort of create this frenzy because with Ooh. supply and demand, yes. supply just dropped. They dropped one store. Here's what demand I'm... Demand <laughs> remained the same. Apparently demand is through the roof if even rocks in space have heard about this franchise. <laughs> yes, I'm wondering who really sent this meteor yeah. flying. I'm thinking... I'm thinking this might have been an inside job. This could have been the he- a chicken himself. <laughs> it could have been. It's <laughs> all an elaborate plot. Yeah. It's a ploy to kill Hurley. <laughs> but he just he missed him by that much. Yeah. He got Trisha Tanaka instead. It's a damn shame. It is a damn shame. You know what I like about this uh episode What's and that? the name? It's clear that they just liked the name Trisha Tanaka and thought it was fun to say. Yeah. And that's why it's like in the title. Yes. Trisha Tanaka is dead. Yeah. And Hurley does say explicitly Trisha Tanaka is dead a couple times when she, when he first gets home. Trisha Tanaka is dead. And, and it is like, Oh, you hear that and you're like, Oh, who's Trisha Tanaka and how does she die? And then she dies with a meteor and you're like, Holy shit, this is going to be a focal point of the episode. And it's It's not, not. (laughs) it's not. Um, so Hurley's dad is here and, um, they're having dinner together. Uh-huh. Um, mo- Hurley's mom is like, "Look at this lovely rose gold Jesus that uh, Hurley made for us with with his lottery winnings. It's great." Uh, anyways, I called your dad because he needs to. Ha- I wanted. I thought it would be good to have like a manly figure, a father figure that you've been missing in your life. And Hurley, understandably, is like, he's been gone for 17 years. Too late, Ma. You just, we're just going to act like that didn't happen. We're not going to provide any closure on that, any explanation. He comes back the second I win the lottery. And you're not even a little bit suspicious. And he's right. Uh, and <laughs> but the mom has her own reasons. Oh, she's got her own motivation. She says in response, she covers up Jesus's ears and she says, I have needs, Hurley. And Hurley goes, oh, oh, gross. oh, 
No, my mom is horny. <laughs> yeah, Hurley's mom is horny. Hurley's mom I mean, is horny. The dad has been gone for 17 years on that job in Vegas. <laughs> on that one, just sitting in the parking lot of Caesar's Palace looking yeah. at it and going, wow, this is everything I thought <laughs> it'd be. Fucking awesome, <laughs> this beats yeah. the hell out of my shitty kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, wonder when I'll go back. Uh, give it another 16 years, I think. <laughs> it's been a year already. <laughs> uh, and then that's that's funny, though. It's, it's funny. Yeah, it's like a funny joke. It's funny that old people would have sex. Yeah. It's funny that it's, weird, old, it's uncomfortable. It's funny that she cares about Jesus enough yeah. to, to cover Jesus' ears yeah. to have sex. You know what? As much as the... I think the I have needs joke is not that funny. No. But the covering Jesus' ears bit is, <laughs> is legitimately funny, I think. It's not bad. <laughs> it's, it's executed pretty well. Yeah. I'll, I'll, gi- I'll give him that she one. She pinches his little head. He does pinch <laughs> Jesus' <laughs> tiny little head. That's pretty good. Uh, That's not bad. Uh, you got to pinch that tiny little head. <laughs> <laughs> Are we Maybe talking about that? Is uh, are we talking about Jesus still, yeah. or are we talking about old people having sex? Oh my God! Oh, oh Lord, forgive me. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> we're, we're, we're this this is the episode that sends us straight to hell. This is the one. This is the one that damns us. And then what happens next? Uh, it's like a different scene, different day. Wait, right? Hurley's waking. Hurley wakes up, yeah. and uh, and. Hurley's dad. By the way, Hurley's dad. I don't think gets a name in this episode. No, he doesn't get a name. Uh, Hurley's dad uh, wakes Hurley up, and Hurley has a sleep mask on and headphones. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Why do you have the headphones?" And Hurley says, "Because you guys were loud." And Hurley's dad says, "Well, your mom's a very passionate woman." Ha ha ha! And better pinch Jesus's ears for that one too. Better have a funny, horny parents joke. My God, oh, I it's love good, it. good it's, humor. It's good, funny stuff, you know. Um. <laughs> it's really mostly not other than the pinching Jesus' head thing. Yeah, like, no, it's not. Ah, oh God. Oh, well. Anyways, uh, Hurley says, listen. Sorry, Hurley's dad says, listen. I know you're all worked up about this curse, but come with me. We're going to break the curse, you and I. And if this doesn't work, you can go to Australia, and I won't stop you. No questions asked. And Hurley's like, all right, fine. So they go to a psychic. Yeah. And it's a psychic who says, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you've come up to with great money. And Hurley's like, you saw that on the news. Uh, but the money's brought you great misfortune. Death, pain, sorrow. Oh, there's clearly an evil aura around you. We must perform an exorcism. And it's, and like the music's getting very dramatic. Uh-huh. It's getting very like, oh, no, this and is she real. She gets like a bucket yes. and she puts spices in it. She cracks an egg. Yeah, she's like, I guess an exorcism is just a big omelet. Yeah, it's a big. <laughs> <laughs> an, an exorcism is really like the melting pot of American it's, society. It's a melting pot. Yeah, we got to get Walt. <laughs> get us Walt. There is a Walt in this show, too. So that was confusing. <laughs> he steps in the pot and says, hi, Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Vince? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and um, then uh, Hurley sees through it, though. Hurley sees through it. Hurley immediately goes, wait a second. Did my dad put you up to this? I'll give you a thousand. This is a pretty good bit, actually. Yeah, this is good. Uh, the Hurley is a funny, doesn't always work for me, but this bit got me. Hurley says, I'll give you a thousand dollars right now if you admit that my dad put you up to this. And the lady's like, these, sacred, these arts are sacred and not sworn to bribery. Don't. Uh, don't try to sully this with your money, and with your cursed money. And <laughs> then Hurley says, "All right, ten thousand. And immediately the lady's like, 
Yeah, your dad put me up to it. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's all right. And good job on the lady. She got an extra $9,000. Yeah, pretty That's good. That's how you negotiate. <laughs> she should have been like, uh, whenever he said 10000 mm. she should have said, for uh, 59 more thousand, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> I'll tell you everything. <laughs> everything. Every single thing. Your dad didn't go to Vegas. He went to... I'll Falls via Casino in Windsor. <laughs> 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 or uh, is it Windsor or is it uh, Niagara Falls? I it's definitely Niagara Falls. It's called Falls View. <laughs> it is called Falls View. Yeah. You, you know Windsor's famous view of the falls? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, love love a good... Is Windsor... Windsor's in Ontario too, right? Yeah, Windsor is in Ontario. It's right across um, the river from Detroit. Oh. So they had a great view of the, the fall of an American city. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> but their economy also collapsed <laughs> at the same time. So I guess it wasn't as funny for them. <laughs> One thing I love to do is go to a collapsing American city that's going through <laughs> economic hardships and go to a nearby city and watch it fall from a telescope <laughs> and just watch with binoculars and go, ha this is funny to uh, me. Oh, my God, that fact. Shut down. <laughs> this is great. I humor. can see it from over here. I can see it <laughs> right here from my from the comfort oh. of my own home. Wow. Oh, I've never been to Detroit. I want to go. Uh, I would love to visit sometime too. I want to see it. It seems crazy that it shrunk so much. It. I remember it, it went. Did it go bankrupt when I was in high school, or was that like in university? Probably. It went I don't bankrupt know. like. Uh, I want to say recently, but not recently at all. No. It, the great economic crisis was like 2007, 2008. Yes. Yeah. And so. and so that happened when I was in high school. Yeah. But also like at the time I remember those headlines, but I never remember being like being like, "Uh-oh, it happened." But like it wasn't until like, you know. Yeah. Then like you don't see you didn't see the effects of it right away, right? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, well, you know, there's another great crisis in this world. Hurley's father Hurley's goddamn dad. betrayed him. Hurley's dad betrayed him for a funny buck. <laughs> Wait, for no, no, this is, so here's how this all wraps funny up. Cluck. <laughs> a funny Chicken cluck. Chicken restaurant joke. Uh, if, 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 uh, if Hurley's mother had remarried, it would be a funny cuck. Oh, my God. You can take that to the bank. You can. I don't recommend it. But you. But <laughs> I can't stop you. Happy. <laughs> they won't be happy. They You can't tell us this awful, <laughs> awful joke. This is not legal tender. <laughs> yeah. If you have a twenty dollar bill or any other legal tender, <laughs> yeah. we will accept that. Money. <laughs> Money is what we want. <laughs> we deal it. <in laughs> not, not, not your incredibly <laughs> bad joke about Hurley's parents on Lost. <laughs> My God, <laughs> why is it so sexual? <laughs> and then we have to explain to them, well, you see, a funny old people horny yeah. joke. Uh, old people having sex is funny. Yeah, to the show uh, Lost, old people having sex is very funny. Um, anyways, so Hurley's, Hurley's packing for Australia. He's had enough. He's had it up to here. And Hurley's dad comes in and tries to kind of have a heart to heart and is like, you know, Hugo, you were right to be suspicious of me. I'm going to lay it on the line. I didn't... I, w- I came here because I saw an opportunity for an early retirement. But I'm here now to tell you. I'm here now to talk to you, to be honest with you. If you want to give up the money, I think you should. I think that's great. 
Uh, I just don't think that you're going to find the answers to what you're looking for in Australia. And I did what I did in the psychic shop to try to help you. Uh, and Hurley's just kind of like, understandably, like, I don't no. want to. S- I don't want to see you ever again. Fuck you, and I'm Dad. Going, and I'm going to Australia. Yeah. Uh, and that's Hurley's flashbacks. That's the thing, and it's funny going through that. And yeah. then I was thinking about like what happens in the rest of the episode. And it's like, oh, I feel like most of the action in the entire episode is like that arc. Yeah. It's pretty interesting because um, th- the other stuff, which we'll get into, yeah. it's like stuff sort of happens, yeah. but not that much happens. Yeah, too. it's very low stakes on the island. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I liked this story, though. I, I didn't mind it overall, yeah. but I have one, ma- I have one major criticism uh, other than the how funny old people having sex is. Is it a meteor uh, coming from the sky? That also is a criticism, <laughs> but we've gotten into that. The big thing is Hurley's... Like, I don't know how to feel about Hurley's dad, basically, yeah. is the thing of it. Because th- by the end of it, it kind of feels like he's being sincere, right? Yeah. And I don't necessarily doubt that. But he, ne- but it's never established why... Yeah, I why still don't like his dad. I nev- it's never established why he left in the first place. I think even if Hurley's dad has become nice now... Yeah. And he even admits... He's done too much. He even admits that, like, he didn't be... He, Ha- wasn't nice when he came back. He admits yeah. that his motives for coming back for it were selfish. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, well, now he's good. Now he's so his son and wants to be a dad again. This man, uh, uh, he had a child, mm-hmm. named him Hugo Reyes, mm-hmm. and then he left, um, started a movie franchise with Tommy Chong. <laughs> <laughs> um, they got... They made a lot of money. They made honestly, a lot of money, but then you know it sort of grew stale after a while. Mm-hmm. Not and as profitable as it once was. He he had all that money in the bank, mm-hmm. but he still he wanted to go see his son oh. to get more money. Oh. He uh, the man worships, you know. I thought he worshipped one type of green, oh. which was weed. Yes, but this man worships money. Yes. Money, some might say, and this might be a little out there, but bear with me. Some might say that money is the most potent drug of all. <laughs> uh, I would never say that. You've <laughs> obviously never tried Advil. <laughs> That's true. I've never tried Advil. Anytime, anytime I get a headache, I say, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stick some money in my face. <laughs> yeah, I lick a $100 bill and yeah. say, yes, sir. It just gets sicker. <laughs> you say yes, sir, Bob, <laughs> and people say, "What are you, sixty-two?" <laughs> I say, <laughs> "Yes." Don't I look great for sixty-two? Don't I have the? <laughs> that's because I keep looking at this hundred-dollar bill. Much younger, yeah. It's because of the drug of money. You see, the drug of money, mm. drunny, <laughs> drunny, the drunny mug, the drunny mug. Hey, what happened on the island? <laughs> <laughs> um. So Hurley. Well, Hurley and Charlie yes. are having a little chat. They're having a little chat. And Charlie is sad because he just found out that he's destined to die. <laughs> cool. As, as you do. He's Desmond to die he's because Desmond keeps seeing Charlie dying in these visions he's having. Yes. Uh, and Charlie's bummed out about it. Yeah. He's feeling a little fatalistic, uh-huh. a little bit like, oh, he has no control over his fate a bit. Which is fair. Which is valid. Uh, and Hurley's also feeling a little bummed out. And he's like, man, this is probably happening because I'm cursed. He says the words, death finds me <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to Charlie. He does. Which and is great. And then what happens, a freaking 
dog ah. comes out of the woods. The doggy comes. And, and he's holding a mummified arm. A mummified arm with a key dangling from yeah. it. Yeah. Clearly a symbol of death. <laughs> Clearly a symbol of death. And her but Hurley, um instead of being like, Oh no, it's happening again, says, This is cool and decides he to follow the dog. <laughs> he chases the dog into the woods. Yeah. And where's the dog take him? To a van. A van that's tipped over and overgrown. Yeah. And Hurley says, wowee. Hurley runs back to the camp and says, hi, guys, guess what? Guess what? We found a car. There's a big car, and I bet it still works. If we get a couple people together, I bet we can drive it and get it started. What do you say, guys? Who's with me? This will be fun. Let's go. And everyone's so uninterested for no reason. Yeah, everybody's like, whatever, dude. Uh, and Hurley's like motives are like Hurley's motives are purely just like he wants to have a fun wants time. To have fun. He found yeah. something to distract him from constant He's not misery. He's curious. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's like mm, everybody who else is doing nothing. Totally. That's the th- that was the thing I thought was weird because it's like they have a lot of crazy ideas in yeah. this show, mm-hmm. and everyone there's always people to do it. Yeah. But Hurley finds a car in the woods. Yeah. And everyone's like. That's not very interesting, Hurley. And it's like, yeah, fucking is. We're on a weird island in you the middle of nowhere. You don't want to look at a car? Yeah, the car is cool. <laughs> the car is very cool. It, even in my life right now, if someone was like, hey, I found this weird car in the alley. It looks like it's like 100 years old and I have the key right here. <laughs> I'd be I like, w- yes. Yeah. Cool. Let's yeah. look at it a little bit at exactly. least. Exactly. Let's take the five-minute walk to the car. Yeah. Something to do. But here, no one who speaks English has any interest. No. And But thankfully, one person who doesn't speak English does. Jin. Our man, Jin. Jin is arrived. And he doesn't really know what he signed up for, but he comes along anyway. He signed up for a thing. And Hurley... <laughs> I also want to just highlight that during this, like, desperate plea, Hurley says the line, come on, guys, we're going to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Drew. Yeah, it's a car. I would hope so. Yeah. You have the key. Uh, and so they go out to the van, and they're trying to kind of, like, push it up and push it over, and they're investigating. Uh, they find a body inside. Mm-hmm. They find a corpse. It's, it's fitted in a Dharma jumpsuit, the kind we're familiar with. Yeah. Belonging to one Roger. Uh, and they try to lift it out of the out of the car, uh-huh. and uh, the c- corpse's head falls off. Cute. And it's treated like a boop, 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 wacky, funny. funny head fall off a corpse. And <laughs> they just leave the head they there. They just leave the head there, and then they... No, they end up taking the head. They no. don't. Oh, they no. do not. You're right, you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting the order of <laughs> the continuity of the skull. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the skull's journey from sitting in a van to leaning beside a van. Yeah. Honestly, the strongest arc of the episode, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. My God. Um, so, the, the, oh, the other thing that happens. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, this is somewhat simultaneous, yes. right? Yes. Uh, Kate and Sawyer, they're on their way back from being captured by the others. Yeah. And they arrive, and it's like a classic slow motion montage of everybody being like, "Oh, Kate's back! Oh my gosh, everybody's been so depressed, but Kate and Sawyer are alive! Oh my gosh, they're back and they're here, and they're shaking everybody's hand and they're saying hello." Oh my goodness, gracious me. What a time for them. <laughs> and they have two different things that different priorities. Yes. Uh Kate says, "All right, I'm back, but Jack is still out there and we have to go help him." He's she starts talking with Said immediately and being Said and Locke immediately yeah. and saying like, "All right, we know 
this, this, and that. And here's why Jack didn't come. And they had a boat when they were on the dock and Michael got on it. And listen, you guys stay here. I'm going to go get some help because I need to do this right now. Sawyer, meanwhile, is yelling at everybody and saying, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? You took my guns, my porno, my scotch. Where's my stuff? And uh, Desmond goes off. Uh, eventually, uh, sorry, not Desmond. Sawyer eventually meets up with the van crew yeah. of Hurley and Jin. And he and <laughs> Sawyer's just immediately like, Hurley, where's my stuff? And Hurley says, oh, my God, you're alive, and immediately hugs him. Nice to see you, buddy. It's kind of a, it's kind of, it's a sweet moment. Yeah. Uh, and then they Sawyer kind of, Hurley fills him in. We found this car. Help us, help us lift it up. Uh-huh. Sawyer helps him lift it up. Uh, and they look inside the van, and they find uh, <laughs> Sawyer finds an order, a blueprint, and they're like, and he's like, "Whoa, the Dharma people were doing something, Moves building a the dirt road, building some kind of road, I guess." Well, that's weird. Look at all this beer. There's so much beer. There's a bunch of beer in the van. There's a whole lot of beer. It is a beer van. He also finds Roger's skull. Yeah, and he's less like, happy about that. He's one. less happy, and Hurley's just like, "Oh, that's just Roger. Don't worry about it." <laughs> and it's like this is a man's head, <laughs> and then, um, the next like two seconds later. Yeah. Hurley or Sawyer is drinking a beer mm-hmm. with Roger's skeleton beside him. The skull is now on the body, propped up, <laughs> propped up. He cheers as his can on Roger's head. And Hurley, and Hurley of all people, Hurley, what decapitated the man, says, "You gotta respect the dead, dude. Be nice." That you were just making fun of this man's head. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of I, this this. this a lot of jokes in this episode. You got funny, funny old people having yeah. sex, funny, uh, funny skeleton, <laughs> funny skeleton head. Skeleton, joke. Yeah. skeleton head joke is funny. More like felleton because his head fell off. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, 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 it fell a ton. Yeah, and he was a fella. <laughs> By the ton. By the ton. It oh. fell a ton. Oh, felleton. Oh. And then what happens? And then what happens? More car. More car. Jin says, "Car, this can't be fixed." Yeah, there, yeah. Jin kind of hits a roadblock with the engine and says, "This can't be fixed." And Hurley is like, "No, but we gotta fix it. We gotta have hope, guys." I'm bored. I'm bored, and we gotta fix it. Yeah. And uh, Jin ends up. Uh, God, Hurley ends up recruiting Charlie at this point. Yeah. Hurley goes up to Charlie and slaps him in the face and says, "Quit being so fatalistic, man. We gotta, we've got a we car out car. here. We're gonna yeah. make it go. And damn it, I need a win because." Everything's been sucking for a while, and so help me make this car go. Help, let's look death in the face and say whatever, man. Is literally a line that he says, and it's That's a pretty incredible. good line. Yeah, it's, a, like it's, a, it's probably the best line of the episode. Whatever, man. It's very like it. It does speak like. I think there's kind. Th- there's almost a pathos to this episode. Yeah. Of like being stuck in a shitty situation and just finding something that you might be able to do and just like grinding against it totally. just for the sake of just for the sake of cuz you need something to do. You, you you just need a win. Yeah. Even if that win is being able to drive a shitty car that you found. Yeah. And there's something to that, I think. So this is what they do. Mm-hmm. And then Hurley without doing any work to the car. Yes. He's like, "You know what we need to do? We need to push it mm-hmm. down a hill." Yes. Uh before we push it down the hill, uh-huh. I want to highlight one more very funny joke that the show does. Uh-huh. The show does a very funny joke here. Uh, her, while Charlie's off at, with Hurley, Sawyer and Jin are talking, 
and Jin's talking in, and Sawyer's teaching Jin English. Uh-huh. And, the, oh, and yes. the English Jin has t- learned is the three following phrases. Uh, I'm sorry. You were right. And those pants don't make you look fat. And then Sawyer says, that's great. You've got it. The three things every woman loves to hear. And wow. great. We love we love our favorite comedy show, Lost, and it's great funny jokes. The jokes that we got, I don't think there was a... Well, the... Uh, What's the funniest? The only funny line they really had this episode was "Look death in the eyes and say whatever, man." Yeah. The jokes, both the parents' jokes, don't really—they're not really funny. Yeah, the explicit comedy jokes. The only funny thing of that is uh, pinching Jesus's head, which yeah. is m- more a visual gag than uh-huh. anything. And uh, then the the Sawyer teaching Jin these funny lines jokes. <laughs> it's not very funny. It's cranked, especially in the context of Kate immediately shows up and is like. At it is immediately like here's the plan here's the others let's go uh-huh. let's get him Sawyer just goes where's my stuff and cracks open a beer and totally. s- does, a, does a funny does a funny one for the fellas yeah oh. <sighs> but then they take the car they take the car and they wheel they they push it up to the this ledge and they're like is this gonna work and they say well there's nothing to it but to try and so Charlie and Hurley get in the front and Jin and Sawyer push the car. And they're like, hey, we might die doing this. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> and and Charlie just says, victory or death. Which is crazy. Which is big. Um, and so they push the car and they push it down the hill. And oh my gosh, there it goes. And it's going it's and it's flying. going. It's flying. It's going so fast. It's going dangerously fast. Hurley needs to pull up the clutch to get this thing started. And oh my gosh, is he going to be able to do it? They're going right he to a rock. Till the last second. James, they're going right into a rock, and time is slowing down. They're going, ah, oh, can they do it? Will they be able to do it? They, they do, do it. it. Uh, they do it. Um, and immediately they are able to. They go. They go from like barreling at a hundred miles per hour to like going at a leisurely stroll and just totally kind of, like, doing around. some pretty swift maneuvers Swir- around rocks with a van that hasn't run in who knows how long. Yeah. Uh, and they are doing some maneuvers, and everybody's like, "Whoa, they did it!" And then the next scene, uh, also when the when it starts, the like eight track in it or whatever starts oh, yeah. playing "Road to Shambhala." Yeah. Uh, and so you get this montage, not a montage, but just a scene of like, they like pull back around and Sawyer and Jin run up and they're like, woo. And they get in the van and they're just like driving they around do doing donuts. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> it's I great. love that actually. It's probably the best scene I've ever they seen. They just drive around. <laughs> they just drive around and they're just like, they're have happy. Their, they have their hands hanging out the windows and yeah. the dog is in there too. The dog is here now. And yeah. they're all like, the dog wasn't with them earlier too. No. The dog showed him the car <laughs> and then left for the whole episode. And then, shows and then up they for started the, the car <laughs> and it g- g- like gets in the car. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> the dog gets it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dog is more of an ideas man than uh, like worker, you know? Boy, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I love to think about fun things to do and then not contribute to them at all. Totally. But reap the benefits. Yes. That's that's exactly right. That's what it's all about. It's a great scene. Yeah, uh, great scene. And then the episode takes a weird move, uh-huh. I think. Uh, you get like, like that like classic 70s ish like uh, yeah 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 and then it like fades into a slow montage of like just everybody back at the island and kind of like go hugging the people they care about and so yeah got a two four uh got a bunch of beer and he cracks open a beer and he's sitting at his tent and everybody's and kate's not there but everybody's kind of you know charlie says hello to claire 
And this is scored with a transition from the joyriding scene to this scene. Uh-huh. The music fades from the track, Road to Shambhala, to a slow orchestral arrangement yeah. of Road to Shambhala. Yeah. And it is bizarre. That's cool. <laughs> I like that they went for that. They it really doesn't matter if it works out every time. No. They went for it. They did go for it. Yeah. I will readily admit that they went for it. And uh, it does not need to work for me to go, Victory okay. or death. <laughs> Victory or death, says Michael Giacchino, the composer of Lost. I thought it was J.J. Abrams that composed Lost. <laughs> he did compose it, but he had a little help from his friend, Michael. Michael. Mm-hmm. Is that like uh, Michael uh, from Arrested Development? Michael Bluth? No. <laughs> Michael Buble. Michael Buble. I wish. <laughs> Imagine if this show was scored by Michael Buble. Oh, instead of instead so of crazy. instead of every cliffhanger being like bum bum bum, it's just him being like, hey hey hey, what's gonna happen next? Hurley's <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a pickle. <laughs> your mom loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bublé shows up and <laughs> and uh, performs his own cuck. <laughs> performs his own <laughs> cuck. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. True. But Great. then Hurley just uh, he hangs out in his car and drives oh, it alone. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like that's exactly it. the montage ends with Hurley just sitting in the car driving around. And we're meant to, so like what happened there? So like they they finished, all just left. They finished joyriding and they were like, "All right, we got to go to bed and back to back to the car, back to our camp to like to hang out a bit, to go to bed and stuff." And Hurley's just like, "No, here's where I live now. I'm I'm sitting in the car." <laughs> I really was hoping that the scene would just end with him like driving off and away. Totally, and, and you never see Hurley again. <laughs> oh, imagine. Then mm. we get one more brief brief scene. Right? Yes, yeah. uh, we get Kate going into the woods. Then turns out Kate's being followed by Locke and Saeed. Uh-huh. And they're like, we can help you get to where you're going. And Kate's like, well, listen, I got one more person in mind to help us. And bam, 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 they get shot at by, guess who? Rousseau. Rousseau. This is how the crew gets assembled for Enter 77. Yeah. Uh, and Kate's like, hey, they I found your daughter at the other's camp. And Daniel's like, whoa, let's go, baby. <laughs> let's go, baby. Let's go, go baby. find Patch man. Let's find my daughter. Yeah, fuck yeah. Love that girl. Love my daughter. Miss her. Miss her. Let's go get her. Been years. It's been so long. Let's get her. Yeah, it's it was good. It was a fine episode. It was a perfectly fine episode. I like Hurley enough to forgive That's all the cranked ass shit. <laughs> there is a lot of cranked ass shit, but Hurley really carries a lot of the this episode's uh, pretty glaring missteps. Yeah. Uh, the scene at the end is like enough of a salve that I'm like, oh, they're having fun. They're yeah. having fun. And in general, like them just like having fun and fucking around with the car is like nice it's to fun. see. It's funny. It's fun. Yeah. And yeah. even like the the like the the stuff in the flashbacks, like the meteor stuff, I don't like at all. It's nonsense. Uh-huh. But all the stuff where like Hurley's dad is there, even though I do have problems with it, is still mostly just kind of like fun and harmless enough that yeah, I yeah, and it's really just like it drives the story forward in I some sort of way. Exactly. In some small way, it's funny. This is a good example of like the type of TV episode that doesn't exist anymore because we mm-hmm. don't do like twenty-four episode seasons anymore. Yes. Where it's like. You don't have the episode where essentially all that happens is a little bit of backstory yeah. and they find a car. Yes. Like, you don't have, like, this is definitely, like, make no mistake. Uh, it's not monumental whatsoever. No, it's yeah. definitely what you might call a filler episode. But I, it's still, like, fun enough that I like to see it. Uh, I'm wondering, like, this being such a filler episode, I'm curious if this has any questions or answers to uh-huh. it. 
It might have raised one to three questions, I would but guess. Um, I think it's me reading him this time. Yeah. So I will get that going. And I'll here go we go. to random.org in the meantime. Yes, please do. Which is a, uh, a random number generator. A random number generator? No way. Free. I don't pay to use it. I if you pay to use random number generator, you have been scammed, my friend. Yeah, and I don't. I would say I would advise you to get your money back. All right, so three ten. There is exactly one uh, question. Uh, it's a bit of a. I don't want to say spoiler, but it's something you haven't seen yet. Okay. Um, right, let's go for it. You want to go for it? Yeah, because I did. Does it spoil anything? Like it couldn't spoil anything very yes. far into the you've future. You've already also you've already seen. I've this. seen the first three seasons. So then you've so yeah. then you know this. I'm a long time ago. Okay, but. then I'm wondering if you know how Roger Workman died. Oh, um, no, you no, don't. I don't. Okay, because this answer is a handful and really shed some funny context onto his onto his skeleton comedies this episode. Scomedy. He was gassed to death by his son, Ben, during the purge. Oh, mm. so Roger is Ben's dad. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just interesting enough. That's exactly the kind of, like, planting a seed and then paying it off that Lost does well. Totally. Where it's like, when you see Roger Workman, you're not like, oh, who's this guy? But then later when you see Roger Workman, it, when you see when you learn who Roger Workman is, you're uh-huh. like, you're, it's not like you're like, Oh, it all makes sense. You're just kind of like, oh, that's neat. That's yeah, a neat little totally. thing. Totally, exactly. That's You're like, oh, it's cool. They like had their finger on the pulse the whole time. Exactly. Which I mean, maybe one in ten times you actually get that. Exactly, and this is one of the handful. All right, cool. Well, I went to uh, random.org, put in one to sixty, yes. which is our criteria, mm-hmm. and I got thirty-two. Uh, thirty-two. Well, I suppose I should look at the list of episodes and uh, instead of putting see away my what phone, see what see the what number thirty-two correlates. What to. does number thirty-two correlate to? Well, I have a feeling we might have watched thirty-two already, but maybe not. In fact, we have not. Oh. Uh, episode 32 is the finale, the final hour of season three, Through the Looking Glass Part 2. Uh, we watched Through the Looking Glass Part 1 all the way back in podcast episode 33. Wow. It cool. has been a solid nearly 50. Wow, it's been a year. Nearly 50 episodes. Definitely a year since we saw the first part of this episode. Oh, my God. So cool. I'm sure it'll make a lot of sense and be good. I'm fine that we will finally get some closure because well, I've been wondering what I've, happens. The whole time I've been thinking out loud what the heck happens in the last half of that finale. Qu'est-ce que donc. Cool. Great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our silly little show. Uh, I've been Bean. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Barrier Trio. I've been James. Um, I am at, at James Brown. Uh, you can find the show at Facebook.com slash The Island Shuffle or Twitter.com at Island Shuffle. You can also check out Noisepace.xyz, which is full of many wonderful podcasts. Great podcasts. I want to shout out uh, Fear Baiting and The Wonder Years, which are two relatively new additions. Uh, that are, um, I mean, they're not that new. They're like, they've been on for like a few months now, but I keep forgetting, forgetting to shout them out because they're, and I shouldn't because they're very good to listen to. Splendid. One of them is a queer horror movie podcast and the other one is an Animorphs reread podcast. Yeah. They're both very good to hear. Um, there hasn't been enough Animorphs content. No, there hasn't been. And here come the Wonder Years to satisfy that need. 
Oh um, my god. <laughs> those books are actually quite horrifying, turns yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> I only know the covers and that was enough for me. Yeah, that's I mean that's that etches you it into your mind right yeah. there and there. A real real slice of two thousand the year two thousand exactly. Totally. <laughs> computer generated imagery. Oh, give me if if that imagery isn't computer generated, get it out of my get sight. It out. What are you doing, Van Gogh? What are you doing? Paint on a canvas? It's all about logging on with a keyboard and a mouse, baby. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the future. <laughs> welcome to cyberspace. Uh, that you don't like it. And if you don't like it, well, then you can listen to what we say at the end of every episode, which is, of course...